Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a quick look behind the scenes of Girls. And action. It feels like yesterday that we started doing this, but it's been three years and we have like grown and changed. It was all of our first jobs. It's incredibly meaningful. It really does start to feel like a family. And I'm not saying that to cover up like some secret rivalries. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, we find Hannah and Adam in a relationship. She sort of managed to get back on solid footing with her book editor. She's starting out kind of in the best place that we've seen her yet. Of course, because this is girls, that cannot last. But at this moment, she's really happy. We catch up with what Jess is up to. Jessa likes to kick up a lot of dust. Sometimes people make much larger strides to find themselves. So Marnie got left pretty abruptly by Charlie. Manically grieving, I think is the phrase I would use to describe it. She feels very empowered, and at the same time, she's completely falling apart like she always is. So we find her kind of like at her rock bottom, which is working at Ray's. Ray's now like a coffee impresario. He's kicking ass. He has a coffee slash pizza place, which basically only employs the most depressed girls in Brooklyn. She's made an active decision to be reckless specifically sexually. There are nights that she does that and nights that she doesn't. And experimenting with some new eye makeup and hairstyles that I think will really satisfy the Twitter sphere. Elijah's back. He's so fun, he's so wise in such a rude, mean way. We needed that guy on the show. I love watching an episode and just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing Twitter. I really get to find out in real time whether we're onto something and whether things feel real because that's always been the intention of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Harper's Bazaar, Laura Brown, and tonight's guest, Allison Williams. Isn't she pretty? Hi, everybody. This is short. She's short. We've been together all afternoon and sitting on baby chairs, so That's we're just going to keep up the, the fine tradition. How, how is everybody? Good. Hi. I know she's on this cool show, right? I know. So anyway, um, Allison very kindly asked me to come here, and uh, I actually have a legitimate reason for doing this, because we are, in fact, friends. It's true. It's kind of a yeah. pleasure to be interviewed by a friend Yeah, like we that. know each other like real nice people that know each other. And we met um, three years ago now, uh, when Alison came in. At, at Bazaar, sometimes we do meetings with actresses that have a great future. <laughs> or hope to. Or, <laughs> I'm sure or you've Alison. met with a lot of actresses who you no longer know. Um, Ava Mendes. What? Yeah. She anyway, did another just story. Fine. I don't it's, know. What that's you're what I'm saying. About. That's the one apart from you. <laughs> anyway, we met, and she came into my office, and we are we sort of uh, fell in love across a not very crowded boardroom table. And uh, at the time, Allison had been cast in Girls, but it, had, it was a, a few months off from premiering, um, and was very excited but very pragmatic about about what it entailed. And um, and I remember thinking, this girl's got something. Uh, but honestly, she's just, uh, and again, as we know, th season three now, um, all of you guys, I'm sure, avid viewers. So, so congratulations. I'm, I, I feel like you're proud, you. auntie. Um, oh, that's so sweet. It's been really fun. She's done good. Now, Alison has a, um, studied improvisation, so um, I did the same with my questions <laughs> on a post-it note. Um, and so basically, I mean, I think th there's sort of well-worn stories about, about girls, but I, I always wondered when the four of you obviously cast and, and you met each other, how quickly or not quickly did it take you to sort of get into each other's grooves? 
Well, it was funny because um, usually when you get cast in a show, you go to do a test for the network, which means that you and like three other girls who look exactly like you all go into a room and read for the same character, and then you're just kind of like, hey, how are you? And you know that one of you is going to get cast in the role and the rest of you won't. So this is what I prepared myself for, but when we went to test for the network, it was really just a rehearsal with our cast. And so that was the first time we met each other. It was the first time I had met Jemima. It was the first time, second time I'd ever met Lena after my audition with her. Um, first time I'd met Adam Driver and uh, Chris Abbott was there. And Zasha wasn't there yet because as of that point, Shosh was just going to be like a... Um, Marginal character, yeah, really. Yeah, that would yeah. come in and out. And then she was just so good that they made her regular. But yeah. from that first day of working together, it felt so easy. And in fact, from my audition with Lena, we just got along in a way that felt really organic and part of that is like Marnie is so um, uncomfortable with like personal contact and um, intimacy in general that it kind of always looks like she's known people forever because there's no such thing as closer than kind of arm's length and where for she her. Gets, yeah. Right. So it was um, it was kind of this immediate bond that we had and, and so we've only gotten closer since but it, it happened really naturally and really quickly and at this point we all feel like kind of siblings as cliched as that sounds it's like a very easy very close bond and you do more scenes though with lena as a rule or on, or on your own than the other two right yeah. i mean just so is it funny sort of picking up where with like jemima or oh it's the best you know I mean, when you haven't seen each other for a while would you get that kind of groove back yeah we get to yeah. catch up like and then Stella. we're on set together and we get to like talk between setups and stuff like that and catch up but um I, the Marnie-Jessa dynamic is so great because Marnie doesn't believe that she's real, probably. Like, she thinks she goes home and is Marnie and then puts on a costume to become Jessa. But Jessa probably looks at Marnie and just feels so bad for her that she's trapped in this body of someone <laughs> who's so awful. So sad. I had this great idea, though. You should tell everyone on Apple. Oh, God. Okay, Freaky Friday. Yeah. Marnie and Jessa. What would happen? Exactly. It would be amazing. Can you make it's a call? Can you call Jenny Connor? I writer, can. She and would Lena say Dunham, that's writer. a really strange idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's sort of my fantasy. So the, the first day you started filming, were obviously you were, you, were, you were nervous, but did you kind of feel that, because this was obviously your first big role, you, yeah. you just, you know, you'd studied, you auditioned, you know, there's probably a lot of actors out there who kind of want to stab you, but with love, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and you just plonked down on set and you, you, you started in a certain way, but you were like, okay, I'm going to put my study into practice, or did it just sort of become intuitive right away? Well, um, I think I prepared a lot for the first day just because I didn't know what to expect. I'd never acted professionally in anything. So I was like, okay, I should um, have moment before. And then I should think about like, what's my objective in this scene? And then where am I going after? And like, what am I blocking? I just went through the whole like acting class 101 kind of thing. And then we were sleeping. It was the, the first shot of the first season where the camera goes up my leg and Lena's leg, which has now become a tradition, the first episode of every season. Legs so my moment before was just asleep <laughs> so then um also i was just watching lena work and i realized that actually her technique was just being as stripping off as much artifice as possible which in many ways is actually harder than doing a lot of things as an actor so really i had to just forget everything that i had prepared and just do it super naturally and um not supernatural, but like, <laughs> that'd be much more exciting for Actually, this crowd, I think. Season four, spoiler, but, um, they're all witches. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're vampires. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just hyper, hypernatural and um, doing nothing, actually, which was um, hard in its own right. But it was very humanizing because Lena and I were lying in bed before we even rolled on the first take. I think we had rehearsed and they were like, 
fixing little things around the room and I shifted ever so slightly in the bed and it just fell off of its, um, it just fell, the bed fell apart. And so Lena and I started laughing so hard and we're that's like, well, that's so very hot. humbling. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they had to rebuild the bed on like cinder blocks or something. And then, um, and then we went ahead and did it anyway. But so it was like, it totally broke the tension. We were super nervous. It was the first shot of the pilot and um, oh, the bed, good, we broke that, the bed. That's good luck in some culture that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Sure. Somebody Google it. Yeah, some yeah old adage. And also, I thought I think a lot of people don't know that um, the the video, the viral video that uh, Marnie made, um, the Edie Brickell yes. song. That's actually yours. You did that years ago. Oh no, my God. Yeah, I wish um, I could take her out for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, it was much less. I mean, she wasn't known, but she—that's really her being dead serious. Oh gosh, this last Sunday's episode was the third episode of the third season, and Marnie had made a music video when she was still dating Charlie, where she covered um, "What I Am" by Edie Brickell, and it's just awful. I'm so proud of it. It's like the worst. <laughs> it was such a delight to do. We, it was an entire day of filming. It was just a separate crew. And um, Marnie had, I think, like four or five looks. And it, it, was so, it had to be done so carefully because it had to be done where it looked like a bunch of 20-somethings were working to the best of their ability, but that the result was just so cringeworthy and like everyone's worst nightmare. So in contrast, I was working with an incredibly established director, like these great lighting technicians, yeah. great... Everything. Everyone was hyper professional. And I think it, they got to um, exercise their demons a little bit. And personally, I was channeling a lot of girls from like musical theater camps growing up that were just like over emoting and like really into it yeah, and, and stuff like that. Fling, I just like that you flung your hair around just that bit too much. Oh it yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, it just the whispering too, which we recorded afterwards. Like what was it philosophy? Which like went over. I mean, everything about it. It was such a. F it was so fun, and it, we spent most of the day laughing. Um, but I was. That was what I was most excited to see this season was the way they cut it together because I knew they would make it even campier. Like the auto tune. The auto tune. Oh yeah. Was the All greatest thing. I mean, you should send that to Kanye. All of it. I'm, my the Marnie's version of a punk is like slightly more eyeliner and an e-cigarette and crimped hair and like a t-shirt and jeans and converses and she's like I'm a real I mean it was just so, it was so fun it was like yeah Lena said uh, I think it was uh, to another magazine a st not you know not mine but I read others um, said that you know what your, your character who is pretty and supposed to be in control and and obviously isn't um, but you, it faces so many humiliating things there was a plastic dress there was this video um, then, but she said, you're, you have so much gumption, you're so up for it that you're like a Fear Factor contestant. Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's, it's, on our show, it's kind of a compliment when you read a script and there's something insane for someone to do. It's a total compliment because it's the writers being like, this is crazy, you can do it. And you're <laughs> like, I'm not going to prove you wrong. So when you read in a script um, that Marnie and Booth Jonathan have sex in an X shape, and um, yes. and you know you're gonna have to do that. You're like, thank you, writers. This is such a compliment. The directionals, at least, it was specific. It was that specific. That was very specific. The plastic dress was very specific. Um, that was incredibly uncomfortable, but it was kind of a compliment. The music video was the ultimate. Singing "Stronger" by Kanye West was another yes. one. And that was something where I read it. I got the script the night before the table read. I read that I was. I thought I was gonna be rapping. And luckily, I know the whole song already. So at the table read the next morning, I wrapped the entire song. I wrapped it. Look at me. 
I rapped stronger by Kanye West. No one stopped me. It's an uncanny resemblance. No one corrected me. Not a single person. I'm in a room. I'm mic'd. There's a camera rolling. I'm in a room full of people I know very well at this point. Not one person had the decency to be like, Allison, you don't have to rap this. We're going to sing it. Maybe they were in awe. Of course they were. They, no, not in awe. They, they were, were mortified. They were like, this is gold. We'll have this this forever. One, this one's gold. She does improv, but she also prepares. Well, yeah. So, you but know I mean? Yeah, so she would have been in there. She's I was like, I've got this. I know every word to this song already. You so are in true so Marnie street. form. I just went straight up and rapped the entire song. And very gently afterwards, our executive producer, Jenny Connor, was like, so when we do that, that was great. When we do that, you're going to sing it. But that's fine. I mean, what you did was great. Was great. And we're really appreciative. And you're like, I've got 99 problems ready to go. yourself willingly. Um, but yes, that was another gift. So that's kind of the way our show works. Like debasement. Yeah, but yeah, it's, just as a rule. But it's also because what we do. What's interesting to us as a show is sort of like when most cameras cut on other shows. Like when you walk into the bathroom to pee, or when you when sex starts to like actually take off, is kind of when we start shooting. And because we're more interested in investigating those moments that a lot of other shows, either for reasons of being on you know, regular television or, you know, because they're not interested in it, they don't investigate. But that's kind of where we think the stuff gets really interesting. And don't you think, I mean, obviously we're ladies and I work in fashion and you're an, you're an actor. And I think it's it's just to not with all the physical debate about body and everything has been done so much. And, and that's not what I'm talking about. But to actually have girls watch that show and go, God, that sort of happened to me last Saturday. Yeah, night. of course. You know? And I think... That's part of what's so rewarding for us is when girls come up to me and say, you know, I'm so glad you showed that dynamic between Hannah and Adam because I was seeing a guy and we had the same thing going on, but my friends didn't understand it. Now I can just describe him as an Adam and it's like a much shorter conversation. And they're like, oh, he never wears a shirt and we're never going to meet him. Great, I understand completely. (laughs) But I mean, some of it happens. And also, you know, I don't know of anyone who has sex 100% of the time and it's like perfectly lit. They're wearing a cami. It's oh, their uh, you should meet everyone I know. And you only see the parts that are flattering. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen in our show. It's so, um, we, we go out of our way to make it all look even more so uncomfortable. So next, next time you have sex, is it going to be like in a Y? What do you mean? Shape? Oh, a Y shape? Let me think about that. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. If, if the writers want it, we can go through the entire you alphabet. You do it, wouldn't you? <laughs> you are such a sport. I don't know. So what, um, what, in this season, obviously Marnie is dumped. Yes, down she's and been down dumped. in the dumps. Do you? I mean, not to give it away, but do you hope she's going to get a break again? Do you think she's going to? Well, I stand think up part tall? of the challenge with Marnie is that um, I feel like everyone here knows someone like her, or maybe you are like her. I definitely have pieces of it, but the desire to never let anyone see you sweat, never let anyone see that anything's wrong with you, which is so unsympathetic to your girlfriends and for a boyfriend seems like a great bargain because it's like, great, she has nothing wrong with her. This is awesome. (laughs) Sign me up for three years. And then when she's like a total robot and you can't get through to her, it gets kind of old. And so I think all Hannah wants is for Marnie to be like, this sucks. I'm miserable. I'm really sad. I'm falling apart. I can't seem to do anything right. And then Hannah would be like, oh, I can finally relate to you. But Marnie is so determined to pretend that everything's fine all the time. And so I think for her, the bigger challenge is finally getting to a place where admitting that there's something wrong or that she did something wrong, God forbid, to take fault for something, um, is the first step. So I think she never will feel totally like she's on any kind of path until she gets there. So I'm worried that might not happen until she hits even further rock bottom. Or one day she's walking down the street and she just explodes. Yeah, why not? Spontaneous combustion. (laughs) She just combusts. It could happen. From the effort of it all. I'd be sad, but it could happen. 
Yeah, I don't want you to explode apart from in popularity. <laughs> oh, um, God. Welcome. Um, but, you know, in the New York Times the other day, you, you had a, a breakfast with Cynthia Nixon, who was obviously a star of another very, very uh, famous show where there were four women on certain journeys. And, and, and you guys had a great conversation. And um, it's interesting to have how quickly, only in three seasons, that also the four girls on your show have become sort of archetypes. You know, That's four four girls. Like even the guys, it's, he's an Adam. Yeah. You know. Well, it was funny because it was one of the things that we talked about. First of all, it was so cool to be able to sit down and talk to her. I'd never met her. And to be able to just be near, I was kind of in awe of her because I, like so many people, grew up watching Sex and the City. I feel like it was my sex education, which was dear God, kind of aspirational. But um, it was also very informative. <laughs> Depending I on which episode. None of my teachers told me. Um, but anyway, I so to be able to talk to her was really cool, and we talked about the archetypical kind of thing, and it was um, it was fascinating because the goal of each show is that the characters are so specific that it ends up being able to apply to other people, but you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who fits the bill exactly, and that's our goal because, of course, we're aiming to create people that are so specific that they can't just be broadly sort of right. displayed throughout humanity or whatever. And it is only four girls and they're very... In, they're their, very in their specific, specific types. Universe. Yeah. But it's funny, I have friends in their, in their 30s and a couple of them, they have some something happened to them one night and they'll be like, God, it was so girls. You know, and even really? though they're older, like yeah. a friend of mine was like dating this one dodgy guy and he was like a musician and he, he stole her Metro card or something like that. And she was like, oh, it's, I'm so girls. Oh, that's so good. That's you know, such but a she's compliment. like 33. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know if I should be. <laughs> no, that's but, good. You know, but, but it's like, and how... Um, now that you've finished this season, how long, what sort of, uh, when do you start up again and do you see we each other in between and how yeah, does it work? We see each other as much as we can, but we're also in touch via like text and email and stuff. I've heard of it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. So it's this thing where you take your phone and you type and then someone else gets it. Um, we start shooting, I think, in the spring, in the early spring at some point. Um, I don't know what they have in store for Marnie for season four. I do know how season three ends, though, which is very... I would hope so. Yes, <laughs> I remember it. She was drunk the whole time. I was there, I was there. Um, so I'm very curious to see where they're going to take her, but it will be interesting regardless for reasons I can't um, reveal. Murder. Um, so when... And you said, uh, actually, another great quote, you said in the Venn diagram of your character and, and Marnie's character... Uh, used to be closer together and is now getting further and further away. Uh, yeah. In what ways, you know, I, yeah, I don't... I mean, look, you are you are type A. Yes. She's super organized, but apart from... But also bloody hilarious. So thank you. And super cute. Um, but <laughs> how have you sort of... Because uh, I think when, you, when you're starting out and, and being you have, you're managing your persona a bit and like you're just like, okay, I'm going to do these interviews and I have to come across like this. And do you find yourself sort of relaxing more now? I mean, I see yeah. it obviously with, with fashion, I've seen because that's all I care about. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, sort of you, get, you settle into your skin a bit more with press. And so how have you changed in the, in, in the three seasons since you've been sort of out there? Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely... Um, I don't know, like every girl, the weird meta thing about our show is that we're all girls in our 20s, like growing up parallel to these people we're playing who are also girls in their 20s who are growing up. So like everyone I know, like all of my friends, I'm becoming more comfortable with who I am. And so um, it feels safer to just sort of, I don't know, relax. And also it has finally occurred to me that everything is okay. Like everything will be okay. <laughs> And, oh, and that I don't have to right make now? it so. Yeah, in front of all these people? Right now, everything's okay. You guys. And, so, and it will be, and it's fine. And so yeah. I think also, um, yeah, I think the type A thing is really great when you're like in college or in school and you have assignments and whatever. And then when you get into the real world and you're like micromanaging 
something else that isn't a college assignment. It just feels weird. And you're like, okay, that tool can kind of a little bit go yeah. on the back burner. But um, I don't know. I think, I think but it's handy Marnie, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Marnie at this point is really, um, is really lost in a way that I, uh, luckily, I'm, I'm not feeling. But that may switch. And there may be a time when I'm playing Marnie and she finally is starting to feel happiness when like my whole life is going to hell and a handbasket. And I just, you know, I Gee, that sounds assume, great. Yeah, yeah. But Hope don't worry, happens. everything's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I mean, I think also it's just part of doing things for the second time. It's so right. funny. Like when the first time we all went to a big award show, it was like, I was shaking like a leaf the entire time. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, that's Brian Cranston. There's mm -hmm. the cast of True Blood. Like what's happening? This is so crazy. And then, you know, at this point I'm like, what up, Brian? No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not that casual with him, She's but like, it's you, still like, I freak out. It's just the freak out happens on like a really deeper in a much more manageable place. And it doesn't manifest itself in like near urinating you, on a red carpet. Kind you of go excitement. up to him and give him meth now. That's how close <laughs> no, you are. I don't have I access made some to meth. for you. Look at me. Do you think I'd be able to find meth if I well, wanted this could it? Be, this, 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 this could be all a lie. Oh God. Yeah. Remember this, my friends. No, dog, but dog. I, I, so it's the second time doing things, it gets easier the third time. It's just sort of a natural thing. I mean, with everyone's job, the first, whatever, the first quarterly you have is like a little nerve wracking. The second one is not so bad. Stuff like that. So what do you do, obviously, uh, you know, when, when you're off, what do you do when you're not, when you're shooting, it's, it's really crazy schedule, right? Yeah, it like, well, it's just erratic in that right. one day you might have to get to set at like 4 p.m. because you're doing a night shoot outside and then the next day you might have to get it set at, you know, 5 in the morning because you have a, Bright and early sex scene, and it's just what everyone <laughs> feels like doing in the morning. Um, you know, so it's it's really unpredictable, and but it's so fun. Oh my god, I can't wait! So we're filming again. I know how long you have to wait. I don't know. Oh not so long. Guys. Not so long. Well, at least you did all the prom all the promotion and everything because you guys you guys we got so to much hang out. Job. Yeah. Although we just went to London, and Jemima, who's the only Brit in our cast, of course, was the only one that didn't go. She was like, "Man, I don't feel like it." <laughs> She's so <laughs> she's so cool. She's too uh, cool for press. It's I know. Wait, was the, the Golden best. Globes and she's like on the red carpet, like. Oh yeah, with her husband, with her husband Mike, husband, who wore who's a hat. A cap. Dude, they just killed it. And I, I could spend like seven hours in hair and makeup, and she like does like puts lipstick on and walks out there, and she's just like cooler than everyone else. And I was there. like, I was like fifty, like he really should take that cap off. <laughs> oh my god, I'm old. No, he looks but, so cool. So what do you do? Like, I mean, I I know you have other ambitions. Um, one is to be the a five star rated Uber customer. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, what is this? <laughs> well, my, I'm getting my into goal, what really makes her tick, you guys. My goal in, uh, I don't want to say life, but like <laughs> the near future slash life is to be the highest rated Uber passenger. You guys know we get rated too, right? Blow your minds. Yeah. You oh get my rated. God, look at them. They're afraid now. No, they have no. They don't care or don't know what I'm talking about. They all look like they're taking naps with their eyes open. Anyway, that's like my. I would love to get just like a great Uber rating. The second I request so a what car, do you someone do? shows up. Oh. I think you just be like a. You're a delight. You are a delight. Offer them things. Offer them a charger, mints, a water. Really? Excuse me, sir. Would you like a? If you'd like a Poland Spring, I have one just here. A copy, a copy of Harper's Bazaar for backseat reading. Sure. Yeah, that's so really thoughtful. dangerous to <laughs> offer to a driver. A DVD player. <laughs> could I interest you in perhaps any of these Pixar movies that you could you, watch? You for you to, to for your children who who might have. Oh, I don't know. I, that's just my personal. Uh, hang on. Preference. Don't you also like? Don't you have like? You build a lot of IKEA furniture. Don't you have a thing? I'm very, good I don't want to brag, I'm very good at building Ikea furniture. Brad. And I'm really serious about it. And in fact, when I moved to LA and I was tutoring for 
like right when I moved out, that was going to be my main source of income. But I also wanted to supplement it with something else. And I was thinking about stuff. And as I was moving into my apartment, obviously, and you know, putting together like a bunch of like bursts or whatever the different names of pieces of IKEA furniture are that I can't pronounce. It's like I'll I'll get a Bjorn and a Bursk and a Dunkst and a, like a, they're all so Vansk. complicated. But so I'm like assembling them and my parents are standing there watching in absolute awe. It's been like 28 straight hours and I look crazed. <laughs> I'm just like putting together a couch and they were like, you know, you could do this for money. And I just I got so excited and then my dad said, you don't think that's a bad idea? And my mom goes, yeah yeah yeah, that's a really bad idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> like a 22 year old girl shows up to your apartment being like, you needed a couch assembled. <laughs> I'll do it for it's money. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. So it was short-lived, but very enthusiastic. So this is like, this is like your fallback? I'm so glad yeah, you've got a fallback. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to have one because it means you won't like no. try as hard No, but I want to see this one in big movies, maybe Aww. even in 3D. And <gasps> by the way, you know, if you really want to give Alison a compliment, you can tell her she looks like a Disney princess. Oh my God. That's true. Just know that a three-year-old said that to her the other day and now they're best friends. She told me I looked like Belle because of this poster which wasn't even intentional, but it made my life, w I'm done now. I mean, that's yeah. all I've ever needed to hear. She wants to look like a cartoon character, but it's totally fine. I just think it's, it's cool fine. that Belle read a book and walked at the same time. She was ahead of her time of the iPhone. No, she was like any iPhone reading person on the streets of New York today. Avoiding puddles like do a champ, hanging it. out with sheep in a fountain. She's the coolest. It doesn't get better than that. She's a drunk, clearly. <laughs> She's not. On that note, I'm gonna open up to questions. First of all, you look like a Disney princess. Uh, <gasps> That's so nice. Thank <laughs> you. You look like Anna, and your character Marnie has the personality of Elsa. So. Oh my that. gosh, these are just <laughs> outrageous <specific>. compliments. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, so looking the new show about gays in San Francisco yes. comes on right after Girls. Yes. Did did Lena talk to the creator about it? Did she have anything? Do you know anything about it? I just think it's so interesting that they're so sem thematically similar. One yeah. for girls and one for. Gay men. I, thought I it was don't really think they even coordinated and I think things like that happen on like a big boss level um, but not to say Lena's not a big boss she's my boss in every way <laughs> so um, but I think um, I think it's just really cool thematically the shows kind of fit very well together and I think looking is phenomenally good I think it's awesome um, I think Jonathan Groff is fantastic and a guy who's in my improv group with me plays his co-worker Andrew Law he's really funny he's a writer on Seth Meyers new show anyway um but the show is so good and I think it's really modern and so I think any association it has with girls in the scheduling probably just feels like you know you start out your evening with true detective then you morph into some girls and then you go to see some boys on the west coast you go from like New York to San Francisco and yeah I mean I think it's a really cool marriage actually Hashtag modern. Okay, we're hashtagging modern. All right, cool. Hi, Arzen, you're so gorgeous. Oh God, that's yeah. so nice. By the way, your, you. your friend is cute too. Yeah, she's yes. not so bad. <laughs> that's strategy. Yes. Well played, sir. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I love to see girls because you're in the show. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Then I love your commercial too. What's the simple? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did. I did that. Yeah. I was a uh, brand ambassador yes, for Simple yes. Skincare. Okay, then, uh, okay, my question is, girls is very, very funny and very sexy show, you know, so I know your dad is very famous news anchor. Mm -hmm. so They're also very he likes, sexy. He likes, <laughs> he likes this show, then he supports your, you know, uh, acting oh, yeah. career. Then also, uh, when you did sexy thing, you were, you, you were thinking, 
oh no, my dad's gonna see what's gonna do, you know, like this. Then, okay, one more question. Oh my God, when, okay, so, so, yeah. when you are free, it's what do best. you like to do? Like your when hobby. When I what? When you are off, what do you do? What do when you, you like know, to which do? When you're not working? working? Like a hobby, yeah, yeah. Sexy. Thank you so okay, much. let me Sexy. work. I'm gonna work from the beginning because I'm gonna forget if I don't start there. Um, uh, yes, my, my dad is a newscaster, which is a serious job, but we're very close. We're close as a family. So whenever I read a scene that's a sex scene or something, I will prepare my parents. I'll start by making it sound way worse than it is. I'll be like, it's, there are 11 of us. It's dark. It's sweaty. It's like the Slave for You video that Britney Spears did. It's just, it's There's debauchery. It's like the airplane scene in Wolf of Wall Street. You just don't want to see it. And then by the time they watch it, it's like, oh my God, this is nothing. So that's my work there. It's, it's good. It's a good strategy for any of you who go into that line of work, if you'd like. Um, then you asked about, uh, do I think about my dad while I do sex scenes? Incessantly. The answer to that, thank God, is no, I don't. Um, that would be some great fodder for a uh, psychoanalyst. Um, no, but I, you kind of can't. But by the way, the sex scenes are not... Can't. You really I shouldn't. Tried. I don't recommend it. It adds a weird sort of vinyl to the sex scene. But I... Um, I no, I, you, you're not thinking about anything other than your, the, what the director has told you, the very technical things. I know actors say this all the time, but literally your director will say, that was great. This time when you guys kiss, Allison, your face needs to be on his left side so that, because we're shooting his coverage, and I'll be like, okay, great, you know, okay, fine. And he's also like, also, could you have your hand up like this so you're blocking his crotch just in case we get a shot of his nude covering? Awesome, great. So it's so technical. And so you're not thinking, you know, whatever it is people think when they have sex. Hopefully it's not about their parents. <laughs> Although You're thinking how much you want to have sex with Andrew Reynolds. It would be, oh God, that was the most fun one with Andrew Reynolds. But um, yeah, I mean, so that, and then what I do in my off time is I do a lot, I watch a ton, I watch an irresponsible amount of television. Just reckless, just disgusting, despicable amount of television. And I also, I read because, you know, culture. Sorry? What's my favorite show? I mean, come on. I'm a little biased, but I like the one I work on. Um, I, uh, other than that, what am I, oh, I'm deep into Downton right now. I'm very worried about one of the characters in particular. I'm sure she'll be okay. She's gonna be okay. She's gonna, she has to be, right? Bates can't know. Bates is gonna find out. I know, he's gonna find out. He's gonna freak out. Um, what else? I don't know, I, I really, I watch everything. It's too hard of a question to answer. Um, and then I, I do a lot of, I, I don't, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. I sleep when I can, it's great. This, this young lady. Yes. My name is Monday. Um, I have a question about Your name's Monday? Monday? Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm not kidding either. That's the coolest name I've ever oh heard. Oh my God. Yeah. So you could, you, if you have a bad Monday, is that like... I usually have good ones, though. Yes, so. you have to. Yeah. I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> you gotta be your on brand. Day, girl. Dang yeah. it. Yeah, thanks. So. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. So I know that Judd and Jemima were on Jay-Z's, like, documentary thing yes. that he did. Can we expect any, like, cameos or anything of him in Yeah, this I'll be in every Jay-Z video from now on. So you can oh. just to go ahead and expect oh, just like for that. You. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, no, I... Um, I, I don't have any of that planned, although I wished I had been part of Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Maybe just dancing next any to part? the two of them in Drunk and Love, <laughs> just like weirdly on the beach, Me just too. writhing. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, 
No plans as of now, but I was very happy to see both of them representing in that video. It was really cool. Picasso, baby. I'm in that. You are? Yeah, you are. Laura's in it. No, this is not my time. But you are. Thanks. Blonde lady. Hi. Hi. My, my name is Jessica. Um, I'm an aspiring director. Oh, cool. Thanks. And um, I was curious uh, as to what Jesse and Lena bring to the table um, in terms of directing that you feel would be lacking if another director were to approach the show. Well, I think they're so good. And um, Jesse directed my music video, so I will always have a special place in my heart for him. Um, but he's also directed so many of my favorite episodes of the show, and Lena is so good. With Lena, it's very different. I don't know if you are also interested in acting and the things that you direct, but Lena blurs that line so beautifully in a way that is not clunky. I imagine um, there's a version of it where it feels very stilted to have the person you're in a scene with also be giving you direction, but she's so humble in her direction that she'll say, okay, what I did that sucked in that scene was I went off on this tangent, that wasn't good, I'm not gonna do it this time. What you did that sucked was that you did da 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 And so I think in that way it's very diplomatic and it's very even-handed and none of it feels at all accusatory or aggressive in that sense. Jesse is great because he has, he has so much empathy and he's fully mastered the ability to communicate to different actors in different ways after knowing them for like four minutes. He's able to, I don't know what he does, he does like a Myers-Briggs test in his head and he figures out what personality type you are and he's like either very direct if he thinks that's what you'll like or maybe he compliments you for like seven minutes so that he can give you one note at the end of that, depending on what the wiring is for an actor, which is kind of, as you know, one of the biggest jobs as a director because the vision of the way you want it to look and the frame, all of that is like things that you can imagine beforehand, but then if one of your actors isn't giving you what you need, that, that need to communicate to them that you need them to do something differently or something else or like make a completely different choice, that's something that Jesse's very good at doing. Um, and I think it comes from a, a love for actors, which isn't easy because we're insane, but he really does, I think, love and respect actors, and so that comes through in his um, direction. Very cool, thanks. Good luck. In the back, oh, they're all there. Back row right over here? They're everywhere. To your left. Hi. Hi, Allison. My name's Tuesday. <laughs> no, kidding. It's very good. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do that. Uh, it's Lauren. Um, Hi, Lauren Tuesday. So my question for you is, like, parts of Marnie are this character that, like, I see in all of my friends and I just love. And parts of her, just I love to hate. Yes. So I wonder if you purposely kind of have to balance those two and how you do it. Well, a lot of it is in the writing. They'll write, you know, for every scene she has with Hannah, they'll write, like, a genuine compliment and then a backhanded compliment that Marnie thinks is a compliment. Um, and she just can't hear herself. You know, in the episode three, oh. she says, you know, you could look like, I keep telling her, you could look like this every day, which coming out of Marnie's mouth is like the meanest thing in the world. But like in her head, she's saying something that's just very matter of fact. Like she doesn't think she's dissing Hannah. And so when I read this script, I have to forget, I read them as like a human being the first time and I feel all of those blows that Marnie deals. But then I have to like forget about it so that when we do it, I am not sort of winking at the camera and saying like, I get what's really happening in this scene. So, um, so that the disses feel much more organic coming from Martin. She's the queen of the backhanded compliment and it has become a joy to like try to start improvising backhanded compliments to people. And, um, I think it's one of those things that Marnie trusts her first instincts so fiercely in a way that's like 
not really okay. And so I think she'll say, she'll start saying something and rather than like doubling back and, and saying it a different way, she'll just commit hard to it and really stand her ground. And even her facial expression after she delivers a line like that is totally neutral. Like what? I said everything nice and nothing's wrong. And, um, but it does get evened out just so that she's not like a super villain. And also underlying all of it is her deep love, her confused and deep love for Hannah. Um, so I think it's, there's love. There's love mixed in there. Second row to your right. Jaunty stripe. Oh, that was. Oh, funny. what did you say? What was the first word of that? Jaunty. Jaunty. It's got a jaunty stripe on. Hi. 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 My name is Sydney. I just want to say I love you, and I'm so happy to be here on my birthday. Oh my gosh! Um, happy birthday! Thank you. I'm so happy you're here on your birthday. <laughs> uh, so my question is: uh, You mentioned consistently being rewarded with challenges from uh, the both the writers and the uh, producers of the show. So, what would you say is the most difficult challenge you've faced when filming, and how has it changed you as both an actor and a person? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Okay, let me think. Well, honestly, the, the hardest thing I've had to do yet was the scene in the first season when Hannah and Marnie get in that, like, I think, seven-minute-long fight that goes all throughout their apartment and ends in them both leaving in opposite doors. I think it's the ninth episode of the first season. That was the hardest because we shot it in order, and it took about a day to shoot. And so by the end of the day, we would literally, like, we would do, like, this... And then we'd go into like, off, we were like boxers, <laughs> like touch gloves, then go back in the corner. But it was, it was really hard to not, um, we, there were real feelings by the end of the day because you can only get yelled at for seven hours for so long and without feeling anything. So like we felt angry, but of course not to each other. And we ourselves weren't angry because we were playing characters, but it all got very confusing and we were exhausted. Um, and so that was the hardest day. Also because I love her so much and we get along so well, it felt really weird to yell at someone for that long that I, I loved. And then by the end of the day, in the scene where we're like, where I throw something at her and then uh, it's like right at the end of the scene, we were told to improvise some insults, which gets really tricky <laughs> because when you're playing people who are sort of shades of who each other is, it gets kind of like, wait, was that, an in was that a personal insult or was that an insult to Marnie or whatever? Um, obviously, they were all insults to Marnie. I would never be accused of any of that. Um, but I think that was the, probably the hardest day. Harder than sex scenes because sex scenes you just giggle through. But in this case, like really, it would have been strange to try to like laugh through the angry scene. Towards the beginning of the day, we were like, oh, this is fine because they were still being passive aggressive to each other, saying little offhanded things. But then once they became aggressive, it really just was absolutely exhausting. We had to go like be by ourselves for a little bit while they were setting up the next shots and stuff like that. So that was hard. And I, I just learned to, um, I don't know, to just, after a day like that, sort of like go home, go immediately to sleep, don't write any emails to anybody or like don't call anyone or talk to anybody, just go to sleep. And when you wake up, it's all, it's like hitting refresh. It's just totally new. All right, we got time for two more oh, questions. Stripey girl. Stripes. Stripes yeah. in the second row. We both like stripes. <laughs> Um, how much of your character's arc are you aware of um, at the beginning of the season? And do you ever get to talk to Lena like casually and be like, hey, so what's going to happen? Oh, I try that all the time. And she, um, uh, well, part of it is often like they haven't decided yet and things sort of unfold as they do. 
I'll give you an example. Before we started shooting this season, I had a call with Jenny Connor actually about Marnie's whole arc and she and Charlie were going to be together and it was their whole season about their relationship and they were going to get really serious and that the whole evolution of it. And of course, at the end, it was going to crash and burn, but that was the call I got. And I was like, great, totally on board. Marnie was going to be like dabbling and singing a little bit, I think, too. I actually just found my notes from our telephone call the other day. I've been doing some scrapbooking. It's totally dorky. Um, but I'm, I keep everything, and I'm very glad I do because I found things like that. And then about See? two weeks later, I got another call from Jenny, and she was like, change of plans. Charlie won't be there, so we're going to like fast forward to what Marnie would have been like in season four. Heartbroken, the relationship's over, and we're just going to take it from there. And um, I was like, all right, cool, on board, ready to do it. So... Um, you can only plan so much. And um, there was a season where Jemima got pregnant during filming. So they were like, all right, we're going we're gonna to re-look at this. Ship her off. We're going to think about how to do this. So I, you can't predict everything. And then also what happens a lot on our show is you'll get someone to come in and guest star. And someone that's supposed to go on one date with one of the characters ends up being phenomenally good and interesting. And so then, then the writers will say, okay, well, we're going to continue the storyline because their dynamic is really good. And... Um, that kind of flexibility is a real privilege of being on a cable show too because we're not airing while we're shooting, which is so often the case with shows on network. So you kind of have to like plan your whole season ahead of time and it gives you much less flexibility. With us, we go back and reshoot stuff. I mean, there, was, there were parts of that third episode that we shot like two and a half months apart, you know, which is hard to tell, thankfully. I looked very carefully. Um, but it's, it, you can kind of massage the story a lot better and you can have greater control over it because you have the benefit and the blessing of time. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you stuck your hand Someone up so high. You have to Right have back here last. in the back row? It's yeah. good, though, he right? Really went it's the for last it. one. Yeah. No pressure, but... Hi. Um, Make it incredible. Uh, first of all, not only do you look like a princess, but I'm sure you're an excellent Uber customer. Thank you. And so I was wondering, we've seen a lot of Marnie's unrevealed sides out of season one coming through in seasons two and three. So I've been wondering, are there any sides of Allison or any hidden talents that haven't been able to come through yet that you'd like to see go out That's there? That's a really good question. Um, huh. Other sides. Well, this is actually, this will surprise you. I'm not very tidy at home. I know. It, it is shocking, That's frankly. So it seems like, I know. I'm, I, I don't know. I just am bad at like keeping, I don't know, mess accumulates or whatever. So that would be surprising to people, I think, probably. Um, but other than that, and that wasn't even that juicy. I'm trying to think if there's anything better. Other sides. Or other talents. Or other talents. They've done a pretty good job of milking me for yeah, all yeah, I've yeah, got everything. On the show. She does craft. You like um, doing crafts. I like doing crafts. I'm not good at them. But I enjoy We did crying. some before and she was actually exceptional. Thank you. That is legitimately what we did before we came here. We did really arts and did. crafts. Um, I'm looking at my publicist, like, what are my other talents? Um, and this is Lindsay. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm sorry, that's so disappointing. Ikea, Ikea assembly is like kind of my, my hidden talent that I've been using <laughs> yeah, as the answer to that question. She'll go through this sordid season being paid to furniture assemble. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I feel like that's she becomes really a rapper. terrible. She Should we do rapper. one more question? Yes. I feel bad. I'm oh, sorry. If they can, if they can con combine I'm really sorry. I just went kind of rogue, but I couldn't answer that question. There's two right next to each other. Maybe they could like conjoin. 
Hi, my name is Sofia. Um, I just have a question. Girls is a show that's really social media driven in its promotion, marketing, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. And I read an essay that you wrote about not being on Twitter and not yes. being on social media. So how do you follow like the commentary and all that's all the boss around the show without being on social media? Well, very carefully. I have a strict no Googling policy, which I have adhered to for four years now, which is very hard in the dark of night when no one's looking to not just type your own name into Google and see what happens. Even images or news or whatever. No, I don't do any of it. And it's, it takes a lot of discipline. But the reason behind that is that when, I, when the show was about to come out, or even when I was cast in it, I would ask actors for advice, like seasoned veteran actors. I would say, what would you say to me an actress who's just starting. And they said, oh my God, I wish someone had told me this. Never Google yourself. Just don't do it. It's a dark place. You can't control any of it. Pictures that you wish you were hoping were gone forever are like the first result that comes up. Like for some reason, they were like, just don't even go there because there's nothing you can do anyway unless you're search engine optimization or whatever. But like, don't even get into that. So then I kind of hear from family and friends and you know people that I work with, if an article gets sent to me more than like five times as a rule, I will read it because that means that it's, an, it's sort of culturally, um, I don't know, relevant enough that I should probably know about it. If anything happens, um, I don't know if there's some like really controversial article about the show that I'm going to be asked about in interviews. Someone will let me know about it. Um, but in terms of like the live tweeting of the episodes, all of the feedback that people give that Lena is like so great about reading and, and sort of absorbing, um, I sort of hear about it from her, from other people. Um, and in terms of my own opting out of social media, it comes from a place of just like we can't learn this lesson more enough, but like really smart people every once in a while just tweet something that you can just never take back. I mean, you can erase it, but it's not gone. And um, if way smarter people than I make that mistake, then like I just should never even, I shouldn't go near it. Um, but I think they're amazing tools. I mean, they've started revolutions. They've changed politics. I mean, they're incredibly powerful, so I respect them immensely. I just think they're doing just fine without my participation. <laughs> Um, so, but thank you for that. But this conversation is going to end up on many Twitter feeds, so isn't that wonderful? Ironic Look is the word. That. Yes. Um, anyway, that's it. Um, thank you guys so much. It's thank so you for fun. coming to this. I know. Gosh, it's so nice. <laughs>